Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. As I was working with a couple recently, she brought up a really important and valid concern, and it reminded me of a client that I'd worked with in the past where we went from start to finish to help her work through the relationship challenges that they were having. The husband was able to work through, develop new habits, overcome the pornography use. They just made it to a completely different place. And now, again, as I work with new clients, they, they come in at this space where they haven't learned the skills and the tools yet, and that's a part of why they're seeking for, that's a part of why they're reaching out for help. And so the questions that I get from people who are early in the process are often the same ones that I've gotten from clients in the past. And so I wanted to share with you uh, the answer to this question and kind of go a little bit deeper in hopes of helping anybody else who might have a very similar situation or a question and they kind of feel stuck in this place. So the question is, when he's doing well, what happens if she's not then able to reciprocate the love? And when this woman asked me that question, it's like, well, what's going to happen if I don't reciprocate the love? He's doing better. I just can't do that right now. I'm so hurt still. I still feel so afraid. My wall is still up. I don't know what to do. So that was her big concern. And her question is like, what do I do about this? And when I asked her a little bit more about how she felt about this idea of like having to reciprocate, Uh, She said that there are some main concerns that she had about this and this is what I wanted to share with you all today And again knowing that many of the people also experience similar reservations So the first concern that she had was if I just need more time if I'm not there if I'm not ready to move forward as quickly as he is Will that spiral him back into the pornography? Because that's the last thing that she wanted was for him to go back into these old patterns, especially if They're wanting to restore the relationship, but she just needs some extra time. She's not quite there yet. She doesn't want to feel responsible for him going back. The second concern that she had was, okay, well, if I do start to show him love, what happens then if he thinks that I'm just over everything now and I'm all and I'm past it and this isn't a problem anymore and this isn't that big of a deal because look, I was able to get over it so quickly. Will he stop trying? Will he go back to the way that things were? Will he take his foot off the gas or rather, in other words, stop engaging in this process of me and not really take this seriously anymore because like, oh, look, we're fine now. And the last question under that umbrella was, if I still have hurts, if I do get triggered sometimes and when that surfaces, will he give me space to share? And the third concern that she had was, if I do bring down the wall, I don't want to get hurt again. This whole thing was just way too painful. I cannot re I cannot recycle in the same spot, spiral, feel bad, make amends together, repair, move forward together, bring my wall down, and then it happens again. She just lived in this place of continual fear and anxiety that the other shoe was gonna drop. And I completely understand all these concerns. These are all legitimate and, and understandable. And I wanted to share with you some things that I shared with her Again, in hopes to kind of soften some of the fears so that you guys can feel confident and know how to take steps forward and that you'll feel a little bit more at ease when it comes to letting your wall down. Because if the goal is to restore the relationship, that's ultimately a part of what needs to happen. However, it doesn't need to happen in any sort of type of timeline and any kind of like, you know, if you don't if you don't bring your wall down in two weeks, then this will happen. And there's also things that must be in place, in my opinion, 
that really, really, really helped to be in place to actually help her bring her wall down with far less, with no pressure really, and far less anxiety and fear. And so that's what I want to cover today. So the first thing I want to go back to her first concern. It's okay. Well, what if I do need extra time? And what if that spirals him back into this problem? So she felt partly, so intellectually, she knew this wasn't true, but emotionally she felt this way. A part of her felt responsible that she needed to, on some level, make it so that he didn't go back to the pornography by either being affectionate or intimate or being emotionally open or responding to his needs. Her biggest concern, well, one of them anyways, was this or the fear that the pressure that she felt was on some level she felt responsible that if she didn't do this then he would mess up and so the first thing that i wanted to share with her is that it's so so important for every woman and husband both to recognize that this is 100 percent not your fault because i've worked with so many women who completely are so open and loving and responsive and engaged with their spouse. They do everything they possibly can. And he, in the background, has been watching pornography for years. And then it completely devastates her because she thinks, oh, I just didn't do enough because look, he, he, he did this despite me doing everything I could possibly do. And it's so important for women to hear and to understand that this is not a, an issue that you caused this is not something that you're responsible for in any way. And in most cases, most of the men that I work with, their first exposure to pornography and the development of this habit or pattern started long before they ever even met their spouse. So there's no possible way that this could be your fault. Even if he was, even if he developed this pattern after they met, again, it's so critical to, rec to recognize that this is not her fault. The decisions that he makes are his. And so I hope that you can hear that. And maybe there's a part of you that can intellectually understand that and accept that. But there might be another part of you that just kind of feels like, well, I don't know if that's actually true. Because if I was enough, then he wouldn't be doing this. Again, I just think that's such a, it's a fallacy and it's crazy making. It's It will drive you crazy to think that and create so much anxiety and fear and pressure that is just misplaced. It's not yours to carry. The other, the, the way that I would encourage you to think about this instead is that so many people, so many men and women both really get caught up in this web and habits and patterns are developed in response to their own internal feelings. One thing to keep in mind is that so often people will look to the outside. Whenever they feel bad on the inside, they'll look to somebody else to change what they're doing so they don't feel so bad. And I get the idea behind that. It's like, okay, well, if I, you know, if my marriage isn't is not in a good spot and my wife has her wall up and she's frustrated with me all the time, I understand wanting the arrangement between you two to be different. And I think, of course, there's a place for you guys learning how to relate to each other differently. And I think there's a place for us absolutely to get out of our protection. I've done previous episodes on how our communication styles often involve protection, which unintentionally trigger the other person. And so, yes, should we be making changes in our relationships? Should we be making changes in our own behavior? For sure. However, the key thing to recognize is that the other person's behavior doesn't cause you to do anything. 
It's your own reaction to what's happening on the inside for you. Let me share with you an example of this. I remember working with a husband who who continually felt lonely and rejected in the relationship. And the more lonely he felt, the more rejected he felt, the more he felt tempted to watch pornography as a way to escape. And when he started to understand that it wasn't because of her that he was turning to this, it was because of his own reaction to his loneliness. And that while the loneliness was within the relationship, he didn't make the choice to watch pornography because of her. It was because of his own reaction to the loneliness. I hope you can hear the difference. This doesn't mean that we don't want to address the loneliness. Of course we do. But once you start to recognize that your decisions are a result of how you respond to your inner world, how do you respond to your loneliness and rejection? Do you turn to some behavior or substance to cope with that? That's a response to that inner inner feeling. Do you instead do you do something that's much more productive with that? And so once he started to recognize and have some responsibility around, okay, this is my decision that I'm acting on based on how I feel. I need to change this. I want to do this differently. And so instead of him continuing to stay stuck in that pattern, once he understood this, this is a big thing that started to help him not only break free from this old pattern, but to develop the skills necessary to respond to his inner world differently. And so what he learned was that when he felt lonely and rejected, instead of numbing that out, he came to her in a vulnerable way and opened up about how he felt and processed those things with her. By virtue of doing that, that's a huge part of what helped to influence the relationship so that they could change how they related to each other. Because he felt very, very lonely because his wife was distant. He felt lonely because her wall was up and when they did have interactions, she was angry. And by him taking this initiative of sharing, hey, this is where I am right now. When we're disconnected like this, this hurts. I miss you. I want to connect with you. That opened up a door for her to be able to feel comfortable enough to let him in on, listen, I don't like being angry either. This doesn't work for me either. My wall is up and I don't like this. I miss you too. I want to feel more close to you, but I'm so scared and hurt that I'm protecting myself in this way. And if this, this, and if we were to be able to address this, this, and this, we would be in a different, like I would, I would, I would for sure feel more safe to let my wall back down. So by them talking about things in a very different way, by him recognizing that he was reacting to his own feelings, while yes, in the context of the relationship, he had a tremendous influence on how they started to work through things together, which made it so they were able to address the concerns that they both had. And by doing that, that created this foundation where they could not only solve the issues that they were having, but ultimately get their needs met so they felt loved, they felt like they mattered to one another, and they were able to continue to work through stuff when when it came up. So my encouragement with this particular one, if any of this resonates with you, as far as like, okay, well, if I, if I don't move forward, is he going to fall back into these old patterns? This is the key is to recognize this isn't your fault. And for the husband who's listening to this, you have tremendous influence in how the relationship unfolds in such a positive way. And the more you guys can both communicate with each other in a different way and resolve these concerns and fears that you have, this is how you're going to both feel like, okay, we're getting our needs met. We're able to move forward and leave this behind us because things are different now. 
it's not that you put the blinders on and, and just kind of like, well, hopefully there's change that's happening. And then you just blindly let the wall down. That's not how this works. We want to minimize the risk. And a part of how you can do that is just what I described is recognizing and starting to approach each other in that way. The second concern that she had, the client that I'm just referring to, she said that if I do show him love and I bring my wall down, he's just going to think that I'm past this now, that there's no more hurt, that this wasn't that big of a deal. And she was not comfortable with that idea because she knew that she was still hurting. And so she hung on to this like protection of the wall because no, for understandable reasons, I would do the same thing, right? I would do the, totally the same thing. If I kept on being hurt, that's how I would want to respond to. So the thing that I've seen women in this situation do that can be so helpful is that you have conversations outside of the moment of fear, outside of the anxiety, outside of the fight, in a, in a moment where you guys are able to hear each other and understand each other, one of the best things that she can do is to address this concern ahead of time with him where she can share, hey, this is where I struggle. I don't want to stay stuck here. I don't like having my wall up. This doesn't feel comfortable on the other side of this. While yes, the idea is that the detachment or the distance, the intention of that is to get, is to feel protected from pain. The downside is that you're completely disconnected and there is no, like the absence of pain isn't comfort. It's not reassurance. It's not love. It's not feeling close. It's just the absence of pain. And you don't get all these positive benefits by, by actually connecting in the relationship. So the original person that I worked with, I recommended like have this conversation with him and let him know what your biggest concerns are and see how he takes this. Because the work that I did with him, he was in a place where he wanted to support her. And he wasn't trying to just gloss over it like he had in the past. In the past, it very much was, okay, sweet, we've moved on. Let's just like leave all this behind us and not address it anymore. But once he started to understand, that's just not how this works. And the way to have the kind of relationship that he's always wanted, as well as her, was to support her when she needed him. So I encouraged her to have that talk with him and say, this is my biggest concern right now is that if I let my wall down and am more loving and affectionate and we're starting to take steps closer to each other, my fear is that you're going to think that I'm, I'm past this and any concern that I have, any, any reservation, any trigger, that there's not going to be any space, that I won't be able to bring this up because you're going to roll your eyes and say, I thought we were already done with this. So when she had that conversation with him and said, listen, I just, I'm going to need some time here. I just want to know that you can support me even when I have bad days in a string of good days, right? It, so many people that I, that I work with, they have a string of good days or good moments. And then out of nowhere, it seems like a big, like uh, a sad day shows up or a hurt day. And then the husband is often like, where did this come from? I thought we were doing better. So once she shared with him that concern and how she needed him to support her, that was enough for him to recognize, like, I, I get the fear and I want us to take steps towards moving forward together, building a better relationship while still holding space for you when you need me, when you're having a hard time. And when she heard him reassure her 
and, and say those things, that was a huge thing of what allowed her to take steps. And when she started taking steps and they started to build a closer relationship together, that's where they started to get traction and momentum and growth. And that created a space for both of them to feel this hope and optimism that they were taking steps. And then when she did have a bad day, she tested it and went to him and said, this is one of those days that I was referring to a few weeks ago. I need your help right now. I had a memory from the past show up and I'm just feeling really sad. And her going to him on the heels of having that conversation made it so the space was there for him to comfort her in a way that he hadn't really done before. But by her expressing her concerns, that that kind of cued him into how necessary, how helpful it is for him to be there for her when she needs him, especially again, like in the moments that that there's pain, despite having good moment, good moments and strings of good days together. So I would encourage you both, husbands and wives who are listening to this, to have that conversation together. One sidebar that I hope will help the husbands, so many husbands that I work with do feel very blindsided when it's like, I thought we just had a really good day. And then you're telling me that you're sad now. Like, where is this coming from? Or we had a good few, we had a handful of good days and now you're telling me that you're sad and I didn't do anything wrong. Like meaning in the moment, like I didn't do anything that upset you. I didn't say anything that hurt your feelings. Like we've been good and I've been okay. So where is this coming from? There's lots of concerns there sometimes with the husband thinking like, are we then not making progress? They feel discouraged like, well, I thought we were doing better, but now here we are again. It's like she's holding on to the past or she won't forgive me or we're never going to get better. Those are often the thoughts that husbands share with me when a wife struggles in the midst of having good days. In this same relationship of this couple that I was just telling you about, he understood that, and this is what I truly hope the husbands can hear, he understood that when she was having a bad day, that was not synonymous. That didn't mean that he then wasn't doing a good enough job. I think many men, it's easy for them to take it personally. And again, I totally understand that. And there's a part of them that thinks, okay, if we were doing better, she wouldn't be sad. But the reality, what I hope that you can hear is that if she's sad, it's not a reflection necessarily of you not doing a good job. In many cases, when a husband is engaged and trying and cares, she's still going to have bad days. And when that happens, the temptation is to get really discouraged and think, well, this, you know, what I'm doing isn't enough. I would really, really like, I want so much for you to recognize that she will have these difficult days and you can be such a source of comfort and reassurance and support in, in an, in a, in a, in such an influential way to help recenter and restabilize the relationship. She's going to have bad days, even if you're doing really, really well. And that's okay. I just want to just emphasize that's okay. Because the goal when I'm working with couples is to help them know how to communicate during those bad days in the way that will bring the other person closer. My previous episode, the one that's just right before this one, is is an actual session where we where I'm working with a couple to help them know how to have that conversation together. It's such a foundational skill, not only in any relationship, but especially in a relationship where there's been pain like this, where there's been an impact of of pornography use and, and the sense of betrayal that it creates. 
Knowing how to communicate when you're having a hard time is such an important skill to develop. So if you haven't checked that episode out, you're more than welcome to go back and hear the specific steps that you can take and how you can have those talks so that you can ultimately both feel like you're coming together in a new way. So I hope for the men hearing this that she's going to have bad days and that's okay. That doesn't just mean that you're doing a bad job. Please hear that and understand that you're, you're, if your heart is in this work and you're trying, you're on the right track. You're, you're, you're taking steps that are really important and there's going to be times where it's difficult, but, but again, that's okay. And the more you can understand that when she has that bad day, you're not going to take it personally. You're just going to remember this is a part of the process. She needs my support right now. And then you can check in with her. Like, are you okay? Are we okay? Is this something, is this a result of something that happened recently or like, was there something that got disconnected from between us? Or was this just pain that's always been there that just needs to be comforted right now? Then you'll know how you can support her by having that conversation and being willing to be there with her in her pain. The last concern that I want to touch on today is the concern that if she does bring her wall down, she's just going to get hurt again. And I think many women have this concern, understandably so, because that's been their experience. They've lived that too many times. And they felt the pain of bringing the wall down and then the other shoe drops. And they're so devastated that they put the wall back up and it takes even longer. Then eventually they bring it back down and then it happens again. So while yes, there is always a risk, right? There's a risk in any relationship, every relationship is that when we give our heart to the other person, we have no control over what they're going to do. They could completely devastate us and hurt us to in, in, in such painful, deep ways. There's always that risk in any relationship. And I'm not even talking about marriage. I'm talking every relationship, friendship, friendships, parent-child relationships, any, any significant person in your life, there's always a risk. However, one thing to keep in mind is that we can absolutely minimize the risk of continually getting hurt after you bring your wall down. So how do you do that? One of the ways to do that, one of the things that a husband can do is to be invested in doing the work. So what is the work? The work is him identifying why did he do this in the first place? What are the root causes that have contributed to this? What's been driving this underlying behavior, this pattern? What are his big triggers? Because once you identify those two things, then you can put into place plans and strategies and get tools that you may or may not know yet, right? There's tools that are available that you might not have access to yet, but a part of the work is exploring and learning and seeking. Okay, I've got these triggers and this is the root cause, a few of the reasons why I end up in this cycle. By addressing those things with the tools necessary to resolve them, and you focus on becoming a new version of yourself, a better version of yourself, and doing this heart work, changing your heart, building your self-esteem, doing spiritual work, having healing conversations, learning how to communicate. When a husband is actively involved in doing those things, that's a huge part of what will reduce the risk of him ending up back in this same pattern. So often I find that men will take steps then have a setback, and then just simply recommit to say, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to try harder. 
without changing why it happened and without having a new approach to the same old situation or trigger, it's just, it's not very sustainable. And so it isn't a matter of just like, okay, I'm going to bear down and try harder. It's, I want to do this differently. If I ended up here because of stress or anxiety or depression, how do I target those issues in a way that helps me to feel better, number one. And number two, how do I develop new ways of responding to bad days that will inevitably come? And when a husband is able to do that and let his wife in on the process and what he's learning and what he's what he's implementing and the things that he's thinking about, this is gonna be a huge foundational piece that will help her feel safe enough ultimately to bring the wall down because she'll see that he's actively engaged taking steps and doing what he needs to do to change the pattern instead of just saying, I'm going to try harder and with, with all sincere intent, right? I'm going to try harder. It just is infinitely more sustainable when you try, when you focus your efforts into a strategy that will achieve a different result. It's a different strategy that'll help you overcome the reason why this is happening and build the skills necessary to sustain it. So I totally understand the concern of I don't want to just get hurt again. And I think you can minimize that by doing the work that I just referenced. And then number two, having these really important conversations is a big part of how you can minimize that risk. Because as a woman lets her husband in on her fears and her concerns, and as the husband understands her better and responds emotionally and being present and validating them, and reassuring that her that she, that he understands this and he can share with her this is how I'm going to address this differently when you're able to not only do the individual side of this but the relationship side of this where you guys are coming together and and getting onto the same page working through these concerns together that will significantly reduce the fear that it's just going to keep happening again and the more consistent you guys are able to work together in this way and as he's able to work together in this work with you in this way and work on himself in the ways that we've just talked about this will create momentum and traction and you the fear and the anxiety of getting hurt will be replaced with hope and confidence and optimism and evidence that it's different now that it's actually different and when she can feel and knows that it's different that's when the fear of getting hurt again, slow the volume on that gets turned down further and further and further until she knows and feels completely secure in the relationship that it is different, that she doesn't have to carry that fear around anymore as a form of protection. So I hope that as we've talked about this today, it'll give you some ideas to know how to navigate this sensitive, it's a sensitive situation and it's tough, but I hope that as we've talked about this, you've gotten some ideas to know how to implement the next, where to focus on next, what are your next steps, and what are the things that you can do to implement in order to actually be able to make some progress together, feeling better, feeling more confident, developing a stronger relationship, even if it takes time, that's okay. As couples are just engaged in the process, the result will take care of itself. Okay, I hope that was helpful. And for any of the men who are listening, I want to invite you to join if you're looking for some extra support and tools and help implementing these uh, tools and strategies so you can fully overcome pornography so that it doesn't have to follow you around anymore. Go ahead and go to uh, www.facebook.com groups slash tools to quit. And the link is going to be here in the uh, show notes as well. 
So I look forward to watching you guys make progress and really overcome this addiction, get this problem out of your life, restore your relationship so you can actually move forward and leave all of this behind you in a way that there's actually closure.